Hi, this is Jesslyn Etchell, and I'm chatting with some of my favorite women in a series called Wildish Wise Women, Conversations with Everyday Goddesses. It's my passion to connect women and remind us that supporting one another is our greatest strength. These discussions are an extension of the in-person women's circles I lead in the Bay Area and will explore a variety of topics. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to be speaking with Emily Fleming today. She's a yoga teacher and educator in Baltimore, Maryland. Emily joined Teach for America as a core member after graduating from Colby College in 2012 and received her Master of Arts in Teaching from National Lewis University in 2014. Emily currently teaches yoga and mindfulness full-time at a middle school in Baltimore weaving lessons on character development into the yoga practice. Today, Emily is going to talk to us about teaching yoga in schools, how she did it, and how it's so important for our future and for our youth. Welcome, Emily. Thank you, Jesslyn. I'm going to just start us off with a little blessing just to get into this space together. So we'll take a few deep breaths together. And anyone else that's listening can join in. Just an inhale through the nose. And exhale out the mouth. Just a couple of centering, grounding breaths. And may each woman who needs the wisdom of this call find her way here. May we speak from the heart and create a wave of peace that radiates out on a global level. May each woman remember her sacred nature and feel the value of her presence in this world. Emily, what's your favorite thing about being a woman? Oh, goodness. There's so many to choose from. Um, I love the confidence that I feel as a woman. Um, I just, I know that that's not something that um, is maybe something that's universally felt, but but I feel really confident as a woman. Um, and the fact that we can just go through life and have this energy that's uh, very healing and nurturing, but at the same time, incredibly powerful. Um, and, and seeing women all around us just making success both um, – in work and in life is, is really wonderful. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to launch into your topic because frankly, I'm blown away that this is your job full time to teach yoga to kids. (laughs) So I would love to start there because when I met Emily, we, we met at Esalen, um, we were on retreat there together and she had this vision. You weren't doing that at the time. You were sort of just like teaching it now and again, like one period or after school or something. And you said, I want to do this full time. And next thing I knew, you were living in Baltimore and living that dream. So tell, tell us a little bit about how that happened and, and how you're doing that. Sure, I can absolutely do that. Um, so I was teaching special education in Chicago. And I had this vision Um, that I really wanted to teach yoga and mindfulness full-time in a school. And I felt that not only because of the things that I saw in my classroom, but I also had this uh, deep yearning in my heart 
um, to teach something that I really loved and was passionate about. And when I was teaching special education, I loved my students, but the work itself was really draining. And, and I saw this need, this sort of lack of um, a holistic uh, slant in education. And I said, you know what, I, I want to teach yoga, but I also want to um, stay in the classroom full time. So I had done a training with Elena Brower um, gosh, in 2013 and 2014. And one of the things she told me was, if it's your vision, you need to write it down, be very specific about it and post it someplace that you'll see it. And so I actually did that. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I had a puja in my living room. And when I would meditate, I would sit in front of it, or I would just look at it as I was passing. Um, and that really helps me to solidify and to remember what I was working towards. And then I took very logical steps from there in order to uh, enable my dream to come to fruition. And I still to this day pinch myself. Um, I feel so lucky that uh, I landed where I did. And I have an incredible principal and administration who, who really support me in the work that I'm doing. That's amazing. And now that's pretty unique, your position, right? I mean, this is not something that's mainstream yet. No, it's not. I would say I only know of maybe one or two other people in the whole country um, that are actually teaching yoga as a full-time class in a school. That's amazing. <laughs> and I love how you said, okay, so you, you were like using your manifesting powers and took Elena's advice, but at the same time, you're like, but I was doing stuff. Like I was taking action. <laughs> Absolutely. Sitting yes. back and, and, you know, meditating that it would happen. Yes. No. And I sort of, you know, I, I had this, this calling and it truly was from this place of, I was really stressed out. I wasn't happy in the work I was doing and I knew I needed a change and that if I was going to make a change, I needed to be proactive. I needed to start telling people about what I wanted to do. I needed to start researching, figuring out what principles wanted what my vision was. Um, and, and as I took those steps, it all, uh, just sort of unfolded from there. Nice. And you, you are going into your second year of doing this. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And what are your thoughts as you enter your second year? Are you, what are you going to do differently? What have you learned? Oh my goodness. I've learned so many things. I think, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that I've seen is that kids are so receptive to this. And this is a question I get a lot. Well, do the kids buy into this? And I would say the majority of my students, at least 80% are really invested and really love the practices. Um, and so that for me is something I'm going to leverage instead of coming at it from a position of, are these kids going to like this? Are they going to think what I'm doing is silly or crazy? I'm coming into this from a position of, Hey, this worked. We're going to build on what we learned last year um, and really expand our knowledge base. Um, I also learned that for me, my yoga practice is the act of teaching and managing a classroom. <laughs> uh, I and bet. There are many moments that I feel myself getting triggered and I have to stop and I have to breathe. Um, and I've actually had kids say to me, you know, Miss Fleming, remember to breathe. It's okay. Um, and, and for me, that has been such a powerful reminder that I'm going to take going into uh, my second year of doing this. 
so, so cool. Yeah, I find middle schoolers to be, they're like right on that cusp where stuff could start to be not cool, but they're also pretty receptive to stuff. Yes, yes, totally. And I, you know, I try to make it very um, topical and accessible to them. Um, I talk a lot about the celebrities and athletes who um, are doing yoga. I incorporate some Um, you know, there's a lot of mindful hip hop out there now. I incorporate a lot of that into my classroom where I can. Um, so really, you know, to try and make it accessible to them. Yeah. I haven't heard of mindful hip hop. That sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. There's some, there's some great artists out there. Very cool. So, well, I guess MC Yogi would be one, huh? Is that what you mean? Yes, exactly. He's one. Um, and then there's another, um, rapper out of California called, called Just Me, um, and he does a lot of that and actually gears it towards uh, elementary, middle, and high school students. Oh, cool. That's a gift. I haven't heard of him. Yes, he's phenomenal. Wonderful. So this was just the deep calling of your heart, but what are you noticing about you know the benefits to kids? And honestly, I can imagine to their families, not just to the kid as an individual. Definitely. I mean, I've had kids and parents come in and say, you know, uh, my son or daughter was at home and I was having a really stressed out night and they taught me um, this pose or they told me how to breathe. Um, I've had kids. So one of the exercises I have students do is they have to uh, journal every night. And I oftentimes have them pick a pose and journal about it. And it's so insightful um, the way that they're applying the poses to their lives. Um, a, a lot of them say it's really helpful when a sibling is bothering them or when they're feeling stressed out by homework, they'll do a certain pose or, or a meditation. Um, so they're really embracing it and are able to see the benefits that it has for them. Um, I get kids too who will write you know I had a football game or a basketball game and I did this pose to help me calm down afterwards or to help me stretch um so they're definitely experiencing um a wide range of the benefits of the practice I love that you're having them explore outside of the classroom how they can really put it into their lives because that's the name of the game I mean it's easy to just be on your mat and and do your yoga but to do yoga in life Oh, definitely. It's huge. Yeah. And so what does a class typically look like? What are some of the things that you cover when they come? It's one of their periods, right? Middle schoolers have multiple classes that they go to per day? It is, yes. So they uh, have me for one of their periods during the day. Um, So we, every class, will explore a uh, series of poses. We usually end up uh, focusing on a number, the same poses for at least a week. Um, and we'll also do, um, breath work and, and mindfulness practices. So, you know, I have a a certain way that I start every class. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's the yoga component of class. And then we also, um, explore different, uh, character traits and, and themes on character development. Um, and I try and pick poses that are related to, or that will enhance, Uh, what we're talking about. So an example would be um, a lesson on self-control. We might do a yoga pose that requires a lot of self-control. 
Wow, that's awesome. I bet that some of the faculty and staff and teachers would like to come to your class. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> some of them actually do. Um, and and they, they love sitting in into class or even having that option of like, you know, walking into the walking into the classroom. That's so cool. I love that you're you're just changing the whole um, dynamic of the campus. Yeah, I, I you know, I'm really trying and and it's something that I really believe in. And I'm, I, you know, we're seeing it not, I, I think we'll see it more after most of our students have had yoga for two years, but mm-hmm. we're definitely trying to make it something that's not just happening in our classroom, but is happening outside of our classroom too. So when we have morning meeting with the whole school in the morning, I'll oftentimes lead um, a mindfulness uh, or meditation exercise just to get us you know, in the right mindset for the day. Um, so I, w- w- the more that we can make it part of our culture as a uh, staff and as a school, um, the more it's going to become uh, something that is the new normal. Wow. I just felt that on a full body level. If I would have <laughs> had a mindfulness start to my day as a middle schooler oh my gosh my life would have been different (laughs) I know I mean mine would have too it's it's you know it's really something that that I believe is important and um you know is potentially a a game changer or at least a a scene shifter in in education um there's just so many benefits to it. And so my goal is to eventually have this be something that is a position that most schools have instead of, you know, only two or three schools having it. Yeah, I, I would be on board for that vision as well. Well, with that said, I would really love uh, to know your take on, so I'm, I'm from San Diego and there's a little beachy town of Encinitas that had a big old court case that came about and if you're not familiar parents were upset that yoga was being offered in the school because they said it was religious it was it was based on religion and they did not want their kids to experience that now the judge turned threw it out it didn't it didn't um they didn't win in that way and i think they're offering it but i'm just curious if you get that question or if you have a good response for um, parents that might have a concern that it's some sort of uh, religious practice. I do. I, I, you know, I've heard a lot about that specific case, and I think it's something that anybody who is working in a school teaching yoga to kids needs to be mindful of um, the language that we use and the things that we do. Um, I have had, um, you know, I've had conversations with parents about this. For me, the practices. And, and what I'm trying to achieve through the practices is really giving students a tool um, to help them regulate their emotions, to help them um, practice empathy, to help them um, just be more mindful in their life. And um, I, I want it to be a positive tool for them instead of them turning to, um, you know, a, an outlet that might not be so positive. Um, there are many parts of the practice that are beneficial that I don't, uh, feel are, are harmful, especially like breathing. Breathing is something that we all do. And just being able to 
bring awareness to your breath and understand what it does uh, when you're upset versus when you're happy. Um, those are really powerful tools that that really can make a world of difference in someone's life. Um, and and so I really try and bring it down to that level of these are tools that I want students to have in their pocket, whether they use them now or 10 years from now, or whether they don't use them again at all, at least they've been exposed to them. Um, and so, you know, I don't use Sanskrit in my class. Um, we don't own. There's a lot of things that I don't do because I really want students to feel like it's a safe place for them. And I really want the emphasis to be on um, transmitting the practices as a tool that people can use rather than as a um, spiritual or religious practice. If you have kids that are seeking that, is that something that has come up that they want to know more about? Absolutely. I've had kids ask me, um, you know, ask to learn more about, um, learn about the history and the origins of yoga or, mm -hmm. um, even about, uh, Hindu mythology. Um, and, and that's something I'm still grappling with of how do I teach those things in a very secular way? Um, and, and so I don't have the answer to that right now, but it's definitely something that, um, kids have asked me and kids have brought up and, and I've had to be really reflective of, you know, if this is something a student really wants to learn about, then, um, how can I make it accessible and appropriate for a classroom setting? Great. Well, it sounds like you've been very thoughtful about that and I appreciate your reflecting on that issue. Um, because for me, yoga is church. <laughs> yes. You know, that's what dra draws me to it, um, in my personal practice, but, I also respect, um, you know, what's going on with parents. And I think for the way I understand it, it the, as, as much as we can educate them, the benefits of it and, and the goal and, and really what you're doing is creating better humans in the world. <laughs> right, <laughs> sure, right. You know, and just creating people that are compassionate and kind. And we certainly need more of that. Right. And, and that's the hope. And I think if you... I, I would think that the majority of people in the world, you know, if when it's about create, if it's about creating better people, I think people would have a very hard time saying, no, I don't want you to create a, a better person or, or, you know, a, you know, a better future citizen. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I think a lot of it is, um, about uh, really knowing what you're doing and, and, and what your goal is and, um, the things that are really important that you want to teach and the things that, you know what, that's not appropriate for this setting. But if the student wants to explore it outside of this setting when they're older um, or if there's a way to do it appropriately um, to come to come back to those things. Well, that's a good educator, someone that helps you now and later. <laughs> yes, yes. So I would love to hear from you some of the just fun things that your kids say? I know that they have homework and goals and they have to reflect on different things. And what have just been some of the little nuggets of wisdom that have blown you away? Sure. So I had um, one of the assignments I had my students do at the end of, of the semester was I gave them the sentence starter yoga is, and then I gave them the, the sentence start, starter mindfulness is. And I had them fill it in um, 
however they wanted to. Um, and I, I have them on this bulletin board in my classroom because so many of the answers were um, really amazing. And one that stands out to me is one student wrote, yoga is relief. And I really, I really love that. Um, and I think that that just on, on such a deep level really resonates. And it's like, wow, they really got it. Like yoga is relief. Um, so that's, that's one that I love. I mean, um, gosh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't want to put words in my students' mouth. So these are not direct quotes. Um, but you know, students will tell me, uh, yoga is calming. Um, yoga is mindfulness. Um, mindfulness is, um, being present and, uh, thinking before I speak. Um, just sort of those, those types of things. Um, I also had one student who um, wrote a really great um, piece, and I'm actually looking to see if I can find it now. Um, and it was a uh, reflection on mindfulness. Um, and he, let me see. Um, sorry. I'll... So he wrote, mindfulness is a cure for all the craziness. Attitude bombs you. Mindfulness calms you. Like that to me was just, wow, <laughs> you know, um, I couldn't even articulate it that well. That's awesome. Well, I would love to know, this is kind of a twofold question, because in order to make this the norm, um, we have to have more people doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. So on a, on a level of both parents and schools, what are some things that can be going on just to start this conversation, to get the ball rolling? What can parents do at home and, and what, can, what steps can schools take? Absolutely. I get this question a lot, too. I mean, the, starting with parents first, if this is something that you want in your child's school, sit down, schedule a meeting with the principal or the administration. Um, do some research. There are a lot of scholarly articles out there right now um, detailing the, the benefits of yoga um, in, in many different ways. And if you come to a meeting like that prepared and with uh, data to back you up, um, you're going to make a stronger case, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, doing your research as a parent. Um, you know, if you're a parent and you want this to be in a school, a great thing to do would be maybe to um, try and get an after-school program in first or um, get, you know, a yoga teacher you know to, to propose to the school to come in once or twice a week. Um, if you're an administrator, um, I would say begin to make this the culture. And you can do that in really small and subtle ways. Um, it's a lot easier for, for some, I think, to start even with, a minute of silent breathing in the morning and a minute in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, doing small things and then working up to having an organization or a teacher come in um, or maybe getting a teacher on staff to attend a training. There are so many amazing kids yoga trainings out there. Um, and, and so, I, again, it really comes down to doing your research. Um, one of the things that I've found 
um, that a lot of principals and administrators um, are hesitant about is the classroom management aspect of it. Um, because it's really hard to manage a classroom of 30 kids when you're doing yoga with them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so they want to have people in there, rightfully so, who they know can actually handle a classroom um, when things get tough. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're a parent or an administrator, look for somebody who's really strong at classroom management, um, who you know can command a class. Um, I've also seen schools where um, they have teachers do yoga or stretching as brain breaks um, in the middle of class or between classes or before a test. Um, again, there's a lot of really little ways um, that uh, parents and administrators um, and teachers even can can begin to make this part of the culture. Um, and always like keeping data on, on what you're seeing is, is really important. So you guys are keeping track of this program, introducing it and, and, and the shifts that are taking place within your, your school system. So it, it's a priority for year two. Um, I, I will say year one, um, because it was new, we were really focused on the class and getting it off the ground and more of the logistical aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Um, we didn't, formally track data. Um, you know, I did informally track, hey, is this working um, through journal entries and some of the activities we did in class. Um, but going forward in year two, um, uh, one of our priorities is to uh, begin to track this um, in a more concrete way. Well, it's awesome. You're at the forefront of this movement. So I know a lot of people are going to turn to to your example. Oh, well, stuff going. <laughs> I hope so. I, you know, I, I really would encourage, um, encourage parents and administrators and teachers, you know, um, if there's somebody doing this in a, in your city or near you, um, go and observe their class. Um, you know, I always love having people come in and watch me teach and, um, give me ideas and give them ideas. I think that that collaborative process is really how, um, how we make, we make this change happen. Nice. And do you give the kids homework that they have to do with their families? Um, I don't, um, that's actually a, a, an interesting point. They don't have to do it with their families. Oftentimes, um, when they write to me, um, they do. There are some journal entries where I'll have them interview or talk to a family member, um, but it's not every night. Um, okay. But. I was just thinking, <laughs> I, I was also thinking in terms of what can parents do at home to cultivate this, you know, these practices for their kids. So that's why I asked if, if, yeah, no, if definitely is involved. <laughs> I think that's a great question. And as I sort of am thinking about year two, um, you know, I, I would love to see kids, um, at home more actively teaching, um, teaching their parents and families um, and, and making that a bigger part. I will say students do have to, um, at conferences, do uh, have the opportunity to present uh, a, a couple yoga poses to their parents and families and explain why they chose the poses um, and some of their benefits. Um, and it's a really, really 
amazing process to see. Yeah, that's incredible. I would have loved to show yoga poses instead of my artwork that I didn't like. Well, some kids love it and some kids are, you know, are just not that into presenting it to their families. And, um, you know, that's okay. Yeah, well, like you said, they've been exposed to it. They have the opportunity to utilize it when the opportunity presents itself or when they really need it in life, if they choose to or not. Yes, exactly. They're well equipped. They've got the tools and that's amazing. Well, I'm so grateful for you and that you're doing that work out in the world and that it, I mean, gosh, that was just so cool that it it happened and you had that vision and glad that you're happy in your role. I'm, I'm curious if you have anything else that you wanted to share, anything that comes to mind that you would like folks to know. I don't think so. I would say I've had conversations with a number of educators over the years who are really interested in yoga or who have done um, a 200-hour yoga training or some sort of mindfulness training um, but aren't actively using it or want a position like mine but don't know how to go about it or don't think they can do it. And to those people, I would just say you can do it. I did it. I started exactly, um, you know, like any other teacher would. And I was slow and methodical, um, and, and really made it happen. And, and I got, I got lucky, but I also think it's, it's the way of the future and, um, it's happening. There's yoga going on in more schools, not at a full-time scale, but there is yoga going on. And so if this is something you really want to do, write it down. Um, you know, talk to your administration about it. The worst thing they can say is no, but at least you've planted the seed and, and you know, whether it's now or in three or five years, I, I think it's something that you'll be able to manifest. Yay. Well, the kids are our future for sure. And the more compassion and tools that we can give them for living a calm, peaceful life, it's going to be better for all of us. Yes, exactly. Well, I just have a few questions that are kind of fun. What is your favorite yoga pose, Emily? Oh, um, I really love wheel pose. Ah, nice. Yes. And what's one book that changed your life? Oof. Um, I would have to say um, A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Oh, such a good one. Such a good one. I, I, there's that one really ju- – I mean, there's so many juicy quotes in there, but um, there's that one quote that always gets cited about um, how playing small doesn't serve the world – Um, and that has just always stuck out to me. Yeah. She says, if, if you dim your light, it doesn't give other people permission by shining your light is what really does it allowing people to do the same. Exactly. Exactly. So good. And that's what you're doing for your kids. Mm, Showing up. I mean, that's (laughs) that's your heart's work. You're showing up for that and, and showing them. That's awesome. Who inspires you? Wow. Um, so many people, I would say in, in terms of yoga teachers, uh, two of my primary teachers, Elena Brower and Sianna Sherman, uh, really truly are leading with their hearts and 
are committed to to making a change in this world. Um, and they they really inspire me um, with their strength and their confidence um, and just their willingness to give so much of themselves to other people. Mm, yes, I love both of those women as well. So good. We're so lucky to have lots of good examples in this world. We are. We are. Well, Emily, thank you so much. Uh, best of luck in year two. And I can't wait to follow you in the social media world. That's where I keep up with everybody's life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that you'll have some great kids coming out. Yes, yes, I hope so. It's going to be it's going to be a fun year. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom and for doing this work in the world. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Jocelyn. It's, it's been an honor. Absolutely. Take care. All right.